In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love What is the trigger law? So when Roe v. Wade gets overturned, right? right? Or if, when some states, especially the state of Utah, has what they call a trigger law, which basically says the moment that that's gone, this is a new law of the land, right? Which is? For here in Utah, it's abortion is completely illegal, which is fascinating. I never thought that Governor Cox would get into something so... Egregious. Yeah, exactly. Restrictive. Yeah. Does the congressman agree with that? No, he does not like the trigger laws. And he stated that? He has not come out and stated it. That's a problem when it comes to Republican primary, right? Um, Why can't he say it? He won't win. Last year, we lost 600, 700, uh, 800,000 babies to abortion. You tell me how we get that to zero, and I'm at the table to talk about whatever it takes to get that to zero. As a Republican, he switched about... I think he switched that year to be able to run. So he only switched just so he could run as a Republican? Yeah. Why? Um, he saw that it was ineffective to be a Democrat in Utah Valley, or Utah County. Um, and so... They just won't vote for you. They just won't vote for you. It goes back to the voters. Exactly. They're not willing to do the research. They want it to be easy. I, it's, it's, it's... It's voter ignorance? Yeah. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. So... Um, so we, we can manipulate that. Yeah. And use it. Twin. Yeah, yeah. People think we're a rhino, and people think we're an establishment conservative. So it's like. So how does he make people think that? Try to keep that establishment. How can he? He stays quiet. About <laughs> <laughs> what he really thinks. Yeah, yeah. But don't you think it's better that he's not here then? Just yeah. And he'll get the votes just yeah. naturally incumbent. Yeah. 
Um, that's kind of our strategy. It's kind of what we're hoping for. And in Utah, which was fascinating because most of the, the sentiment that I hear about Romney is disapproval. But it's also because like I like work with a lot of crazies. Not like not with John Curtis, but like I get phone calls and texts from constituents all over the place and crazy. Either crazy. Yeah. Um and that's crazy Repub- Republicans. Yeah. I don't usually share this with people, so I, <laughs> I we followed up her comment to clarify his statements. And ladies and gentlemen, they're in hiding everywhere. Can we not get away from this uniparty? Can we not get away from rhinos? Can we not get away from communist Marxist Democrats who want to destroy this country from the inside out? What you just saw on that video, unfortunately, is happening from sea to shining sea in every state, in every district, everywhere. Folks, we have yielded this country to these communist, Marxist, scumbag, anti-constitution, anti-American, anti-patriotic people for far too long. And he said the truth in that video. So the voter is just ignorant? Yep. And that is exactly the way they want it. They want the voter ignorant. They want the voter stupid so that they can manipulate you every day, every week, every month, every year, every decade, while they stay in power and line their pockets. That's what's going on in this country. That is what's going on in this country. And I am going to go right from that to telling you about my Republican meeting last night with Republican leadership in Concord, New Hampshire. But before I do that, and before I blow a gasket, and before I get loud, and before I start going from zero to 100, I want to say welcome. You are locked and loaded right here on Live from America. I am. You're ever so humble, sometimes very angry, but patriotic host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live free or die granite state of New Hampshire. And it is an honor to do this for you every single day and get to the bottom of these scum bags that have taken over our political environment in our country and continue to run it into the ground and keep the voter very, very ignorant. Before I get into this, please share the video, like the video, rumble the video. There's no reason why we should not be getting at least 2,500 rumbles every single day, especially when our audience here is clearly over 4,000. So let's do our part. Let's continue to fight for America. Don't just sit on the couch. If all you can do is like and share and rumble or whatever, then please do that. Folks, let me explain to you my meeting last night with Republican leadership from Concord and how that went. First of all, we have a very, very thin majority in New Hampshire for our legislation meaning Republicans, a very, very thin, thin majority. And to be a party of free thinkers, we are not the Democrats. The Democrats are one massive cohesive unit, and they don't care. They will compromise their morals. They will compromise what they really feel just to push the party ahead. And while the Republicans are free thinkers, we don't do that. 
But we do, uh, so when we have a very thin majority, it is very hard to get things done, even with a majority in the Republican Party, because we all don't think alike. Now, I do agree that the Republican Party does need one cohesive message to move forward and beat the Democrats. But here is where I'm going to lose my cool. Here is where I'm going to blow a gasket. That one cohesive message from the Republicans is nothing but weak, cowardice, fake, and phony. And after last night's meeting, I very, very, I, I, I struggled when I got home last night with whether to continue to run for office in New Hampshire or whether to pull my name. And I'll explain to you why. Now, while the Republican Party has done some great things here in New Hampshire, I could tell immediately who were the rhinos and who weren't, okay? First of all, let me just give you a rundown of how last night went. So I went right from the show, right to the meeting. So I was late getting there. We had the New Hampshire Speaker of the House and the uh, Assistant Speaker and some other, uh, another deputy uh, from Concord, from, from our re- Republican leadership there to answer questions and to talk to new candidates like myself. I don't know, there was probably about 30 people uh, in the room. Somebody said, I'm not able to watch Jeremy on Rumble. We're live. Just, re- just, re- uh, just refresh your page, okay? Um, there was about 30 people in the room. I was the youngest there, all right? And while I respect everybody there and while I know a lot of them and like them very much, when they started getting on the top, so what, they, what the entire thing was last night, and, and t- by the way, today's show is going to be about an hour and a half long, okay? I'm just telling you that right now because we've got a lot to cover and it's going to, it's going to take a long time to get through it. But just let me kind of give you the, the, the rundown of what I experienced last night. So we were going from topic to topic to topic on how to basically stay on track with the rhetoric that we're using out in the field when we are campaigning to talk, about, to talk to people about. Now, really what we should be doing and what the Republican leadership did say we should be doing is running on our accomplishments. I think that's perfect. That's great. We have a list of stuff that we've accomplished in the last two years in New Hampshire, and I think that is wonderful. I'm all for that. But then, ladies and gentlemen, we started going from each topic that is really important right now, like abortion, gun rights, fuel costs, the southern border, all this stuff. And they're going from thing to thing to thing to thing, topic to topic to topic to topic. But when we got on the abortion thing, I could not tell you how disappointed I am with Republicans when it comes to abortion. So they don't want you talking about it in the field. They don't want you even bringing up abortion when you're out there campaigning, they don't want, they want you to stay away from it as far away as you can because they said it's a die, it's, a, it's an issue that'll, that, that'll get you killed on. And they said if the issue does come up of abortion, they said then you should, uh, you should follow the talking points and use the same rhetoric that's being used in, the, in, in Concord in the Republican leadership. Basically, all just drone mind, just robot-like saying the same thing. And do you want to know what that same thing was? It wasn't save babies no matter what. No, 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 no. That cohesive message and that, 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 that uniparty um, rhetoric that they want you to use is, hey, here in New Hampshire, we've come with a good compromise, and Republicans are happy, and Democrats are happy with this compromise. And I'm sitting there shaking my head, and the people that know me there knew I was getting pissed. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. I was getting pissed because I was watching these Republicans talk about, don't talk about abortion, which is probably the single most important issue as far as I'm concerned and as far as God's concerned. 
You're killing God's blessings. You're killing human beings. I think it's a very important issue to talk about. The Republican Party doesn't want to talk about it. They said, we've already fought this issue with the Democrats for the last three months. We don't want to rehash it. We've come with a good compromise. Oh, have you? I wasn't consulted. Nobody asked me. What the hell are you talking about? We've come with a good, you've come with a, you've come up with a good compromise to kill babies. So instead of killing them at, uh, at, at this many weeks, you're okay with killing them at this many weeks. Yes, yes, that's a compromise and the Democrats are happy with it and the Republicans are happy with it. You know who's not happy with it? God. God is not happy with it. And if God is not happy with it, then I'm not happy with it. I am not happy with that. And then they say, well, this one guy says, well, I don't have any children. And, and he's a nice enough guy. Don't get me wrong. He's a nice enough guy. But he's like, I don't have any children. I don't really have a stance on this abortion issue. Oh, uh, you're a Republican. What are you talking about? You don't have a stance on this abortion issue. Are you stupid? That's the way I feel. And I'm sitting there shaking my head. They see the discomfort that I have. They see how upset I am about it. And they're like, just stay far away from that. And, and they said, no matter what we want to do, if we, could, if we could give the candidates, the new candidates... If we can say anything to you guys to help you, it would be find out what the talking points are in the leadership in, in leadership in Concord. Find out what those talking points are, what rhetoric you should be using, and just go with that. I said, nope, nope, not doing it. Sorry, sorry, then you're gonna lose. I don't care. I would rather stand on my morals and lose 100% of the time than compromise my morals to win an elected seat. Are you kidding me right now? And they said, look, you're not running for you. You are running for people. You're representing the people. They said, if you want to get elected, you have to at least drop these things that most people don't even want to talk about. They said only 20% of of New Hampshire, of Granite Staters, really, really want to uh, stop abortion. Other than that, Republicans are okay with abortion. I said, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You won't win. Then you know what they told me? I'm not kidding you. Politics is a game, folks. All of us know this. And I'm not saying these people are bad. I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is they're cowards. They're cowards because they want to hold on to their slim majority so that the Democrats don't come in and derail everything they've done. I get it. I get it. But what are we doing here? We're playing a game of fake, phony nothing. We're playing a game that I don't want to play. You have to compromise. This is America. Compromise went out the window when they stole the election on November 4, 2020. And you still want to compromise with illegitimacy? Are you stupid? Are you absolutely brain dead stupid? What are you talking about here? I'm sitting there watching all this, listening to all this, saying, no, I'm not going to do this. Well, then you won't win. Oh, well, then I won't win. How about that? then I won't win. But I'm not going to go out there and say, well, we're fine with the compromise that we've made on abortion. Not going to happen. Then they said this. When you're out in the streets campaigning, it's not about you. It's about the people you represent. I agree with that. But then they said, once you get elected, then you can put bills forward to stop abortion and stuff like that. What? So you're meaning to tell me that you want me to bait and switch? You want me to lie out on the campaign trail so I can play the political game and get elected just so I can go in there and do the complete opposite as I told these people I was going to do? I'm not going to do that either because I'm not a liar. I'm telling you guys, the game of politics is so stupid, so backwards, so upside down, so fake, so phony. It needs people like Donald Trump. It needs people like Carrie Lake. It needs people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. And it needs people like Jeremy Harrell. So I went home last night. And I was so mad 
I sat there and I looked at my wife and I said, what am I supposed to do? She says, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But really what we've come to the conclusion is if people, they want people to not run for office. They want to keep you ignorant. They want to keep you lock and step. They want to keep you a puppet. They want to keep you in control. They don't want you to outgrow them with your ideas. They don't want you to stand for God. They don't want you to spread the message. They don't want you to spread the gospel. They want you to, are you ready for it, folks? Compromise. And I'm all for compromise. But I'm not going to compromise with illegitimacy that stole the election. Like I said, compromise went out the window on November 4th. Not going to do it. I don't care. I don't care if I lose. I don't care if I win. I care about the truth and I care about morals and I care about dying babies. And, I, and then, then they were talking about all this stuff. Gas, t- gas prices and, 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 and uh, gas holidays and, and th- all this stuff, which is important. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It's all important. I get it. But I sat back there like this. For like three or four minutes, waiting. And nobody wanted to say, oh, Jeremy. Finally, the treasurer, who I like, said, hey, Jeremy's had his hand up in the back there for a while. And I stood up and I said, you know what? I think all of you guys, what you're talking about is great. All issues, that's great. But none of this matters. All of this compromise talk and all of this rhetoric and all of these meetings, all of the, none of it matters if we don't have free and, free and fair elections, secure elections. So I said, I want to know what I tell people that say, I'm not going to go vote because they're just going to steal the election anyway. What do I tell those people? What do I say? What have you done in the New Hampshire legislation that, legislation that, is, that I can go back to the, to the voter and say, this is what we've done to make sure that your vote is secure? Now, I will say, I was somewhat happy with this. I was somewhat okay with this. I was somewhat okay with this. Because not only... Did we make it so that if you, you, no more same day voting unless you give an ID and they take your picture. And I said, well, is this picture going to be taken with a phone or a Polaroid? And that Polaroid is going to be attached and, and, and a paper clipped to that provisional ballot. And they said, what does it matter? And I said, what do you mean? What does it matter? What are you talking about? I'm thinking in my head, what are you talking about? Did you not just see the debacle of the voting machines? It does matter. And then somebody said, it'll be Polaroids. I said, so that means that every polling station, every, every voting station is going to have a Polaroid camera? Yep, okay, good. I wanna, I'm going to make sure that happens. I'm going to make sure that happens. So any, no more same-day voting unless you give an ID, take a picture, and that picture is attached to a provisional ballot. That's cool. Another thing they passed is random audits. And I said, well, what does random mean? Define random. And they're like, well, we'll just, do, we, we passed a thing where we're after Wyndham, New Hampshire. We're just, we passed a thing where we can do random audits. That means if a town comes to us and asks us to do an audit, we will automatically go do that audit. And we're going to be doing random audits. I said, okay, that's cool. That's cool. What about the machines? Are we going to run like Chinese ballots through these machines before voting day to make sure that they actually read the right thing here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, every county is responsible for their own machines. Oh, cool. Yay. I guess I'm all happy then. I mean, there were some good things about it, but not enough. Not enough. Not enough. If you got the majority, then go back to paper ballots. If you have the majority in the Senate and the House and you've got Rhino Sununu up there, why don't you just go back to paper ballots? Why are we even, if we've got the majority, what are we doing? You want to know funny, you want to know what's funny about these Republicans here in New Hampshire and probably across the country is they have majorities and they still want to compromise. 
Stupid. Absolutely stupid after what they did on November 3rd of 2020. Now, in a normal America, I would say all for it, but we're not in a normal America. We're not living in a constitutional republic. That's the problem. So I want you guys to let me know. Do you still want me to run for office or do you not? Because I can tell you this. If I do run and win, I'm not going to play the game, so I probably won't win. Probably won't. But if I did run and win, they're, they're going to do the same thing to me in Concord as they did to Marjorie Taylor Greene in D.C. I'm not going to be on any committees. Everybody's going to overlook me. I'm going to be the black sheep of the Republican Party. And basically all I'm going to be is a loud megaphone from Concord doing absolutely nothing. That's what's going to happen. Unless more people like me and Marjorie and, and, and Trump and Carrie Lake, those style of people, unless more people like that run, we're screwed, folks. I'm telling you right now, we are absolutely screwed. I'm leaning on running. Any, I'm going to run anyway. I am. I am. I'm just going to do it anyway. I've already started. I'm not backing out now. But I'm going to tell you one thing. The problems that I see, the stuff that goes on in politics is so ridiculous. Somebody needs to clean it up. Somebody needs to clean it up. So I guess, it's, I guess it falls upon me to at least blow the whistle and say, I'm not for this. I'm not for this stuff. Now, again, there were some nice people in there. I shook hands. It was nice, whatever. Anyway, I know I got to get to the news. I know I got to get to the word. I'm sorry for the rant. I knew the show was going to be long today. Um, hold on. I just dropped something that I need to get. It's my phone. All right. Whew. Where are we at here? A little heated. I'm sorry. I knew I was going to be. Um, <laughs> let's go to God, folks. I'm sorry you didn't get a newsletter this morning, too. Things are, uh, things are really crazy here right now, and I just didn't have time this morning. So here we go. Hebrews 12, 12. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. Hebrews 12, 12. I want to read a little bit about this. God is not only disciplining parents, but also, or excuse me, God is not only a disciplining parent, but also a demanding coach who pushes us to our limits and requires our lives to be disciplined. Although we may not feel strong enough to push on to victory, we will be able to accomplish it as we follow Christ and draw from his strength. Then we can use our growing strength to help those around us who are weak and struggling. I think I just got my answer right there. There are so many people who are weak and struggling. There are so many people who feel down. There are so many people who feel lost. They need, a, they need a powerful voice to help them or somebody to help lift them up. I think I just got my answer. And that's the great thing about the B-I-B-L-E, folks. No matter what you're looking for, for an answer, no matter what question you have, you're going to get the answer in the Bible. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Please remove your hats if you are wearing one today. And let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those 
who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And folks, I really am sorry that I get so heated on certain things. I know that's why a lot of people tune off. They don't like it. They'd rather have me be like uh, uh, Sean Hannity and just be cool, calm, collected, and read from a teleprompter and not actually work in my life. Uh, But that's not going to be the way things are. That's not the way things ever have been here on Live from America. And just like my title says, we're not compromising for anybody. We're going to save this republic, and we're going to stand for God and no one else. All right, I've got one heck of a bombshell show for you today, so please stick around, folks. I'm going to go from subject to subject to subject pretty fast to try to get it all in. So let's have our first slurp of the day, folks. Lift it up. Give me a rumble out there, folks. And um, thank you. Thank you for all your rumble rant donations, too, folks. We're going to need it now more than ever. Here we go. Yesterday, we got major, major news passed down from the Supreme Court of the United States of America as we got a big win as it pertains to religious schools and tuition and vouchers as the Supreme Court ruled that it is against the Constitution to single out who gets what to go to what school. What a big win that we got. And right on cue, the left-wing, purple-haired street freaks and the swamp donkey politicians who puppet them had meltdowns from sea to shining sea, and I knew it was going to happen, and I'm happy it's happening And that is one for one. Let's keep it moving. The Supreme Court yesterday released its ruling on a Maine case related to using government vouchers for religious schools. The court ruled that Maine could not prohibit parents from using those vouchers to pay for religious schools. Um, And the Supreme Court ruled in Carson versus Macon that a program that permitted parents in districts without public high schools to use vouchers to pay for private schools unconstitutionally prohibited the, the use of the vouchers for Christian schools or any religious school. And I couldn't believe it, but Chief Justice John Roberts actually voted with conservatives and wrote the majority opinion in the 6-3 decision. Um, and we went through all that last night, but liberals lost it last night when this ruling came down. Liberals lost it, and they're all upset. I'm not even going to call them liberals. Let's just call them Marxists. The Marxist Democrats lost their minds last night about the ruling and claim that it infringes on the division between church and state. You know, This is the biggest min- misconception and the biggest fake news out there. Nowhere in our founding documents does it say anything about the separation between church and state. Nowhere. That was a letter drafted by one of our founding fathers. It had nothing to do with uh, our, our, our government. It had nothing to do with our founding documents. It had nothing to do with the infrastructure of this great constitutional republic. And really, if you read the letter, it was actually meant so that government did not encroach and put itself in between people and, 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 and their church and their religion. That's what it was really written for. But these Democrats have very, very sneakily and slimily made the world believe that there needs to be a a separation between church and state. But if that's the case, then why were our founding fathers using the word God so much in our founding documents? 
Why were they drawing inspiration from the B-I-B-L-E to create the most perfect document that has ever existed in the history of the world that we called the Great Experiment? This has been a, 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 a clouded, foggy, uh, fake narrative that the Democrats from all the way back then until today have pushed on our society to make us believe that there's an actual real uh, legislation or that there's rhetoric in the Constitution or in the Federalist Papers or in the Bill of Rights that say anything about separation between church and state. It doesn't exist. Jeffrey Tubin from the Communist News Network, CNN, who is better known for his actions during the Zoom calls, if you remember that, he gave his opinion on this matter as if it, as if anybody cared. Historically, the court has said if there is, a, if there is government money going to religious institutions, including schools, that is a violation of Establishment Clause, CNN lead, senior legal analyst Jeffrey Tubin said as he masturbated from his computer. That idea is breaking down under the conservative majority, basically talking about the Supreme Court. Now they're going to try to stack it because they know that they're going to, be, they're going to get loss after loss after loss after loss as these um, uh, SCOTUS justices hand down their rulings. Anyway, long story short, folks, they're freaking out. CNN is freaking out. People who masturbate in front of cameras is freaking out. All the purple-haired street freaks are freaking out. The LGBTQIA pedo plus pedophiles are freaking out. Everybody that doesn't matter is basically freaking out. And I'm not saying they don't matter under the eyes of God. They don't matter in our society, and they don't matter in this conversation. You lost. Walk away. Big, huge uh, win for religious freedom. The U.S., has discriminated against religious entities and schools for years, and it's nice that they finally get a taste of their own medicine. Amen? So, big win for us yesterday, and it's nice to see liberals freaking out. Now, it's time to go rhino hunting, ladies and gentlemen. One of the most popular segments here on Live from America, rhino hunting. So let's cue that music, and let's get into it. I'll make you famous. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I got my rhino hat on. I got my rhino permit, and we are ready to go. You watch. Somebody's going to call the cops on me like they did Eric Greitens. Anyway, senators, 14 of them, GOP, Republican senators, have now put their name on the dotted line to vote for the, to advance the gun restrictions, the red flag laws, It's happening, folks, and there's 14 Republicans to blame for it. The question is, are you going to let these uniparty scumbags rule and ruin your life as if they were Democrats? That's the real question. The Senate voted 64 to 34 to advance the gun control bill last night. Senators on Tuesday came to a final agreement on gun control legislation. 11 Republicans initially joined the Democrats and bowed to their demands and then that number actually grew. So let's go ahead and let's talk about the first, uh, the, the, the 11 senators that signed on at the very beginning. Of course, we know that Republican Senator John Cornyn of Texas, that rhino loser, he was the one who authored it. And then Tom Tillis and Richard Burr of North Carolina, Roy Blunt of Missouri, Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, 
Susan Collins of Maine, Flimsy Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, Rob Portman of Ohio, Mom Jeans Mitt Romney in Utah, and Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania, and Mitch McConnell of Kentucky are so far on board with the gun control legislation. After about a week, the senators agreed to framework resolution to the framework resolution, and Democrat Senator Murphy told reporters a final agreement has a final agreement has finally been reached. Uh, Republicans refused to include proposals in Tuesday's compromise. That they, there's that word again. There's that there's that disgusting word again, the C word, that were sought by resident Joe Biden and the Democrats to ban assault weapons. You mean AR-15s? Um, or raise the minimum age for buying them, prohibit high-capacity magazines, or require background checks for virtual, uh, virtually all gun sales. Schumer said he wants the Senate to vote on the legislation this week before lawmakers begin a two-week re- uh, recess for Independence Day, nine days after the Senate bargainers agreed to the framework proposal and 29 years after Congress last enacted a major measure curbing firearms, Senator Chris Murphy, Democrat from Connecticut, told reporters that a final agreement on the proposal details was at hand. The legislation lawmakers have been working on toward uh, would toughen background checks for the youngest firearm buyers, require more sellers to conduct background checks and beef up penalties for gun traffickers. You mean like the federal government and Eric Holder? It would also uh, disperse money to states. This is the worst part. And communities aimed at improving school safety and mental health initiative. You want to know how? Red flag laws. They actually approved money to be appropriated to states to enact their own red flag laws. Um, a reporter for ABC asked Senator Cornyn about the gun control legislation and how it, uh, he felt being booed at the Texas GOP convention. Court, uh, Cornyn said he didn't mind being booed because his supports, uh, because he supports First Amendment rights. But apparently Cornyn doesn't support Second Amendment rights. Again, he doesn't report. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't respect uh, Second Amendment rights. But he, is, he 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 respects your First Amendment rights, even though he's too stupid to understand that your Second Amendment right guarantees your First Amendment right. Check this out. What's the question? Do you think we could get bill text today? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully uh, shortly. What's the hang-up? Details. Is it the Hyde Amendment? It's a complicated bill. And uh, it's been a tough negotiation. Senator, you were booed over the weekend at the RNC conference in Texas. What's your reaction to that? What did that? What was that like? Um, well, I'm, I'm all for people exercising their First Amendment rights. Do you? Has it made these negotiations over the gun deal more difficult? I, what? Has it made these negotiations over the gun legislation more difficult? Having gotten that reaction? Oh no, I. I I, um, no, it hasn't. Has it changed your thinking on how you get other Republicans on board this bill? Has it created hesitancy? No. Scum of the earth, Cornyn. I tell you, the people of, uh, uh, of Texas, um, they're not going to be, they're not happy with this guy. Uh, the people of the United States are not happy with this guy. And we're going to go ahead and give this loser. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb, dumb. The word of the day goes to Senator Cornyn. What a loser that guy is. What a scumbag. Again, ladies and gentlemen, Republicans caving and compromising to the people who actually stole the election. 
They know they stole the election, but they don't care. Why? Because they got rid of Big Daddy T. Oh, that reminds me. Let me go. Let me circle back real quick to last night. I told you that I found out who the Republicans, who the Trump Republicans were and who the anti-Trump Republicans were last night. I found out real quick when I stood up and said, none of this matters if we don't make sure that we have free, fair and secure elections in New Hampshire. I, I, I told you that part. But then I said, let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump is going to be the Republican nominee and will be the next president. And he will have election fraud on the tip of his tongue still. And voters want to know what we've done. And when I said that, I had everybody's attention until I said, Donald Trump will be the Republican nominee. And you should have seen the amount of people's heads that went like this. That right there, that simple movement of you turning your gaze off of me talking to the floor when I said something about Donald Trump being our Republican nominee, that let me know how many Republicans in there were anti-Trump Republicans. And let me tell you, it was a majority of them. It was a majority of them. Now, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty good with body language. I was in sales for many, many years, high-level sales. I understand what, people, what people's uh, body language and how they look and where their eyes go. I understand what, they, what they're thinking. And when I said Trump was going to be your nominee, they didn't like it. They didn't like it. This is the kind of person that is an anti-Trump, anti-American scumbag, and they need to be dealt with. I'm not talking physically or any kind of terrorist talk there, FBI, but you know what I'm talking about. Majority of Republicans are rhinos. I can't stand the Republican Party. Matter of fact, I hate them more than the Democrat Party. At least the Democrat Party says, hey, we're not compromising. We're standing up for what we believe in, and here it is. They have a far more courage, far more of a backbone than Republicans do. This party is absolutely broken. It is absolutely broken. It is absolutely screwed. And we're going to talk about how to fix that at the end of the show. So you're going to want to stay tuned. Anyway, moving on from that, Washington State, to talk about gun control. Washington State has now enacted their uh, own uh, version of gun control as the state... Um, has banned high-capacity ammunition magazines, and it starts July 1st. So if you live in the state of Washington, you better go buy as much ammo as you possibly can right now, and magazines and everything else. The sale of high-capacity ammunition magazines with more than 100 rounds will be banned in Washington state starting July 1st, the Everett Herald reported. The news outlet added that importing manufacturing, and distributing them will also be banned. Shall not be infringed, I thought. I wonder how long the American people are going to allow themselves to be infringed. Back in March, far-left Democrat Governor Inslee signed Senate Bill 5078, 5078, which prohibits the manufacture, possession, distribution, importation, selling, offering for sale, purchase, or transfer of large-capacity magazines with the capability of holding more than 17 rounds of ammunition unless the possession falls within one of the stated exceptions, including prior possession. Buy, buy, buy. Buy now. If you live in the state of Washington, buy now because prior possession, you'll be grandfathered in. A person may not manufacture, possess, distribute, import. Uh, That's the law. I just basically read it for you. The ban does not apply to the following. I want you to listen to this very closely. If you live in Washington, please write this down. It does not apply to any person who legally possessed the large capacity magazine prior to the effective date of this law. 
Any person who inherits the large capacity magazine on the death of a former owner who legally possessed it. Any government, officer, agent, or employee, or contractor hired to provide firearms training to law enforcement, if authorized, in connection with official duty. Starting to sound a lot like Canada. A licensed firearms manufacturer for the purpose of sale to any branch of the armed service or law enforcement agency. So see, it's okay for the government and law enforcement to have them, but not okay for you to have them. I wonder why. They're literally tramping on the exact reason that the founding fathers made this and put this into our founding documents. A dealer properly licensed for the purpose of uh, sale to any branch of the armed forces or law enforcement agency. A dealer properly licensed to acquire a large capacity magazine for a person legally authorized to possess it. A federally licensed gunsmith for the purpose of service or repair. Law enforcement or corrections officers with the scope of official duties and members of the armed services uh, of the United States of uh, or the state of Washington or National Guard or military reserves, if authorized within the scope of the official duties. And last but not least, any person for the purpose of permanently relinquishing it to law enforcement, which must be destroyed. The law will take effect July 1st. A violation is a gross misdemeanor offense meaning violators will be penalized by imprisonment in the county jail for a maximum of up to 364 days or by a fine of not more than $5,000. Washington residents can continue buying larger magazines until the law takes effect, which is July 1st. So get out there, buy them now, buy as many of them as you can, buy as much ammo as your uh, budget will allow, and stock up because If history tells you anything, when a government does all of this, you know what comes next, and it ain't pretty. Let's move on. Let's dig deeper, if we can, into this January 6th, and I want to give credit to Jack Posobiec for for coining the January 6th committee and everything that happened on that January 6th. Big shout out to to Jack Posobiec. But uh, uh, we just got new word, ladies and gentlemen, this morning that Metro Police and D.C. Police Report um, that uh, confirms plainclothes electronic surveillance units, operatives who were embedded in the crowd on January 6th to record protesters. And they were wearing rainbow colored wristbands to identify each other. This is why it is so important for Donald Trump to become the Speaker of the House, folks. This is why it is so important for Donald Trump to become the Speaker of the House. Because the Speaker of the House has so much power, and they have power outside of the power of the presidency, meaning that they have power to do all these investigations, they have power over the D.C. police, they have power over everything when it comes to finding out what really happened on January 6th. This is why, for the sole reason that I want the Republican Party to make Donald Trump the Speaker of the House. So not only can he take that gavel from stretch-faced punch-drunk Pelosi physically, but he can also get these committees started. But let's get into this story because day by day, we're breaking it down and we're figuring out who's really behind January 6th. A new report that was exclusively attained by the Epic Times has proved that plainclothes members of Special Law Enforcement Electronic Services Unit, ESU, were secretly embedded among protesters for the purpose of conducting video surveillance on January 6th. The newly uncovered report titled First Amendment Demonstrations, 
was issued on January 3rd, 2021 by the D.C. Metropolitan Police Department. Chief of Police Robert Conti, under the Homeland Security's Bureau Special Operations Division. It detailed that the MPD's response to the planned MAGA protest, or do you mean planned insurrection from the inside? which included specifics about covert operations that occurred on and leading up to January 6th. According to the never-before-seen report, the MPD began its preparations by activating civil disturbance unit platoons, which are specially trained groups of officers, canine units, air support, etc., who respond to protests, demonstrations, and civil disturbances on January 4th. With the full activation of 28 of these platoons scheduled to occur over the next two days, despite not being listed as one of the 37 CDU platoons on MPD's roster, the ESU was also activated to work the crowd covertly during the protest. So let me get this straight. You had 28 platoons, no, excuse me, 37 platoons, 28 of which were scheduled to be there for, um, leading up to January 6th and got deployed on January 4th. You had FBI agents in that crowd, which we know are true. You had Antifa and BLM in that crowd, which we know is true. We know that you unlocked the doors. We know that you unlocked the magnetic lock. We know that you opened the gates and the barricades and let them in. And we have our own footage that proves that we don't need Nancy Pelosi's 14,000 hours, but I guarantee you, that 14,000 hours that she has and all of the documents that the, the Shamuary 6th panel is not talking about, the deaths of Roseanne Boylan trampling and stomping and kicking and beating and bruising her body to death and then cremating and all of that stuff, that is why I want Donald Trump to be the Speaker of the House. We now know that D.C. police had 28, at least 28 platoons of these officers in the crowd wearing none other than rainbow wristbands. You know what that says. You get my drift. Guys, remember Three's, three's a Company? Uh, three, three, three's Company, whatever it was, with ja- uh, John Ritter. And, uh, and remember they had uh, Mr. Furley was the landlord, and every time he'd come in, he'd see Jack. Uh, he'd be with, he'd be with uh, Chrissy and whatever her other name was, Janet, and uh, he'd be like, Maybe these officers were a little, if you know what I mean. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on. Missouri. A lot of things are happening in Missouri right now, thanks to Eric Greitens. Uh, Eric Greitens is, 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 like I said, I've met the man. Uh, I, I've, shook, I've shaken his hand. I've, I've looked him in the eye. I've had conversations with him. He's a real American. I do like Eric Greitens a lot, but this is not a story about him. Missouri Attorney General has filed a landmark lawsuit against the illegitimate Biden regime for colluding with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and all big tech companies. Um, And this is going to be a major case, folks, totally overlooked by the mainstream press on purpose. At the beginning of May 2022, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt's office filed a landmark lawsuit against Biden. Then, just last week, Attorney General Schmidt landed a big blow against the Biden administration by filing a motion to prohibit the censorship conspiracy immediately. Okay? The Attorney General's suit against Biden also sues some other deserving people and agencies, including Joe Biden himself as an individual, 
Tony the rat face gain of function Fauci, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, also known as NIAID, the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Homeland Security Secretary himself, Alejandro Mayorkas, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, known as CISA, the CDC, former Ministry of Truth head Nina Mary Poppins Jenkowitz, former Biden press secretary, circle back uh, uh, Jen Psaki, and several more agencies and officials. Hey, Michelangelo Brnovich, why don't you take some cues from this attorney general who clearly has his stuff together? The suit brought along with the Louisiana attorney general's office is filed in the United States District Court for the Western District of Louisiana. In the suit, Missouri Attorney General Schmitz pounds away on the Biden regime for both conspiring with and also compelling big tech social media companies to censor millions of Americans on their social media accounts, including me. And by the way, I was banned from these sites for life. But you can't hold a good dog down. Um, through a, government, uh, a governmentally created social media censorship program. If you've been alive since Trump ascended to the presidency and you're a Trump supporter, chances are you've already been a victim of big tech censorship. As a matter of fact, one of our Live from America family members told me just this morning that he is banned for the 14th time and he doesn't care. He's still going to wear that armor of God and continue to fight on. If, um, from, this, uh, from the COVID-19 pandemic's actual origins in Wuhan, um, to face diaper masking America, to the COVID-19 vaccine, to half the country's concern about election fraud in 2020, elec- uh, the 2020 election, to the Hunter Biden laptop, disfavored position Amer- uh, positions Americans posted on social media have been met with outrageous censorship, consisting of at least sudden account termination, been there, done that, account suspensions, been there, imposing warnings or strikes against your account in the future, shadow banning, demonetizing content, adjusting algorithms to suppress or de-emphasize speakers or messages, promoting or demoting content, placing warning labels on content, suppressing content in other users' feeds, promoting negative comments on disfavored content, and requiring additional click-throughs to access content among many, many others. And guess what? Still here, cowards. Not only are we still here, but I've got 4,500 people watching on Rumble. Let's see if we can make that larger. I've got, how many people are watching on Getter right now? Hold on, let's go over to Getter. I usually am not concerned with this stuff that much, but uh, here we are on Getter. I don't know how many people are watching there, quite a bit. Long story short, folks, they couldn't keep us down, and they're not going to keep us down. So big shout out to these attorney generals who are actually doing something with their, uh, with their elected positions. And uh, unlike Michelangelo Brnovich in Arizona. Amen. Make sure you guys uh, also like and share over on Getter if you could. I'd appreciate it. I give up. Facebook still won't ban me, says Terry Sue. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. We got a lot of ground to cover in, in, in a very short period of time. Okay. I'm sorry I'm jumping from one thing to another, but it is the way it is today. All right, folks, here we go. Uh, Vernon Jones got creamed yesterday in Georgia. Why? Well, I think there's a couple reasons why, why Vernon Jones lost so badly. Number one, because he's a leech. Vernon Jones is a leech who latches on to anything and any which way the wind blows to keep power. 
I understand that he left the Democratic Party because he knew the Democratic Party was failing. He also thought that President Trump was going to be reelected. So he crowd surfed at a Trump rally one time. He became massively famous because he happened to be a black guy crowd surfing at a Trump rally. That is why he became so popular, ladies and gentlemen. It has nothing else to do with anything else. Do not kid yourself. The man is not intelligent. The man is not smart. The man is not a conservative. The man does not fight for America. The man was a lifelong Democrat who had many, many, many things wrong with him. Now, I'm not here to judge the guy other than his life politically. He was just a hack. He was a political hack who was a leech and he latched onto everybody. That is a big reason why he lost. But there's a bigger underlying reason why Vernon Jones, who was backed by Trump, lost in Georgia. And I'm going to get into that right now. It's kind of, it, it, we all know that Georgia is literally, outside of Pennsylvania, maybe the most corrupt state when it comes to politics in the union. Let's break this down. In 2016, Donald Trump won the state of Georgia with a percentage point of 50.4%. Okay? And he won that over the Democrats who only got 45.3%. Republicans won the state in every presidential election since 1992 when Bill Clinton took the state thanks to Ross Perot. In 2020, President Trump increased his votes in Georgia by 372,000 votes, which is phenomenal. Joe Biden, who did not even campaign in Georgia, won 596,000 more votes than Hillary Clinton did in 2016. That's weird. That should have thrown up some red flags. It was an amazing result for a candidate who did not campaign in the state and we, when he couldn't even fill 10 circles. Do you guys remember the circles? I got a picture of it here. Check it out. There it is. There's his little circles. Nobody showed up. Weird that that guy would get so many votes, huh? Isn't that odd? Anyway, we now know that ballot traffickers pushed Joe Biden over the top with tens of thousands of illegal ballots thanks to True the Vote, Heather Mullins, Dinesh D'Souza, and 2,000 Mules. But that still doesn't explain 2022. Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, who could not win his own district as a representative to the state convention, surprisingly won his primary two weeks ago over a popular Republican with 52% of the vote. How weird is that? That's odd. Huh. Raffensperger, who was polling around 25% at the time. One with 52%? That's weird. Raffensperger is also commit a, a committed never-Trumper who was caught lying about the phone call between him and President Trump in 2022, December of 2022. Raffensperger frequently attacks Trump and his supporters. But Raffensperger won his primary with 52% of the, uh, of the vote to prevent a runoff. Isn't that weird? Brian Kemp. Brian Kemp, who was booed at the state convention in Georgia, surprisingly won his primary in Georgia after a rally with Mike Judas Pence. And he won with 74% of the vote, even though he was booed everywhere he went. How could this be? Weird, right? We're going to have Candace Taylor on hopefully this week, and she's going to talk about what she's been going through. Yesterday, a popular conservative and Trump supporter, Vernon Jones, I wouldn't call him a popular, popular conservative. I don't know why the article says that. Who just months ago received the rock star's welcome at rallies, lost to his opponent, Mike Collins. Vernon Jones lost his rate 70, race 76 to 24. Basically the same percentage rate in which Governor Kemp won his primary. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? So Georgia was a clean sweep against President Trump and his supporters. Meanwhile, in other states where there's no where there isn't cheating going on, President Trump's endorsements are killing everybody, killing all opponents. Why? 
Why? You mean to tell me that by these numbers that President Trump and his supporters were clean swept? Only 24% of Republicans in Georgia support President Donald Trump. Is that true? Hey, Georgia, is that true? Now, I know a lot of people in Georgia. Big shout out, Melanie. Okay, I know a lot of people in Georgia. Big shout out, Garland Favorito. I know a lot of people in Georgia. Big shout out, uh, Danny Hamilton. I know a lot of people in Georgia, and I'm telling you that President Trump has a hell of a lot more than 24% uh, of uh, support because by these numbers, it would, it would mean that President Trump only had 24%. I've driven through Georgia multiple times over the last two years. Do you know that I can't go anywhere in Georgia or I couldn't go anywhere in Georgia without seeing a Trump sign? Anywhere. How is that possible? How is it possible that I couldn't go anywhere, rural or, or city, without seeing President Trump signs, but he only has 24% of the vote, doesn't make sense. We know the machines they use are bogus. We know Brad Raffensperger is CCP paid. We know George, uh, Brian Kemp is nothing but uh, uh, Stacey Abrams in drag with, with, with an actual uh, nice set of teeth. Folks, these people in Georgia are scum. And I'm not talking about the people of Georgia. I'm talking about the politics there. They're scum. And again, need to be dealt with. Let's move to another state that's got a lot of corruption, but at least it's got people who are going to clean it up, and I'm talking about the great state of Arizona and Cary Lake. Two days ago, many of you even messaged me, emailed me, called me, DM'd me, and said, what is going on with Cary Lake? What are you talking about? She hired a drag queen to go to her daughter's uh, party, and her daughter was underage. What are you talking about? All of these stories about Carrie Lake and a drag show have been circulating the internet for the last two days like it's wildfire. What are you talking about? Well, I can tell you what happened. Secretary of State Katie Hobbit, who's also running for governor, who will be the front runner for the Democratic Party, who will go head to head against Carrie Lake and Carrie Lake will destroy her. She put that out. Katie Hobbs and her team and her campaign team put out a false, fake, phony lie mixed with some half-truths so they could at least have some kind of uh, something to, to refer back to. And it was a complete lie. And Carrie Lake not only came out and said, uh, you're a liar, but she's also going to go after them for defamation of, of character and she's going to go after them with lawsuits. This is the kind of uh, a Donald Trump-style candidate we need in every uh, state. Trump-endorsed Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake has announced a defamation lawsuit against radical leftist drag queen and longtime Katie Hobbs activist who is smearing her and her family. The deranged anti-Lake drag queen is claiming that Carrie brought her young daughter to a drag show many, many years ago. Radical leftist Secretary of State Katie Hobbit who helped steal the 2020 presidential election is now the Democratic frontrunner for Arizona governor. They, um, so Carrie Lake put out a truth and a tweet that said they kicked God out of our schools. They welcomed the drag queens. They took down our flag and replaced it with a rainbow. They seek to disarm Americans and militarize our enemies. Let's bring back the basics. God, guns and glory. The next day, the left wing Arizona Republic published a story surrounding this tweet pushing a lie, accusing Carrie of allowing her underage uh, child to attend a drag show. This was all part of an effort to promote drag shows for children at government-funded schools. 
The Arizona Repugnant reported, Rick Stevens is one of the Valley's best-known drag artists. Performing for the last 25 years, is that what they call it? Is that what they call this? Performance? As Barbara Seville at theaters, bars, parties, and everywhere else around town. And he says at parties, held at Carrie Lake's home. One of those parties, he said, was attended by Lake's then elementary school-aged daughter. Quote, Richard's accusations were full of lies, she said in a statement. The event in question was a party at someone else's house. And the performer was there as a Marilyn Monroe impersonator. It wasn't a drag show. And the issue we're, we're talking about isn't adults attending drag shows either, even if that was the case. The issue is activists sexualizing young children, and that crap has got to stop. The fake news media has jumped on this opportunity to smear Trump-endorsed candidate Carrie Lake, despite the lack of evidence and an extremely biased source. Richard Stevens, who goes by the stage name Barbara Seville, has even publicly called for the death, the death, the death of Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene on Twitter. 2021, give us back Betty White. You can have Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Stevens is a longtime activist for Katie Hobbs and is now trying to get her elected governor of Arizona. As he put out many tweets, I'm all about at Katie Hobbs for Arizona, at Katie Hobbs, continuing to build a movement in Arizona that believes in government and a governor that works for all of us. Really? I hope you'll all join the team at katiehobbs.org. Hashtag Voice one This new Republican Party fights back, said Carrie Lake in a press release announcing a lawsuit against Richard Stevens. Lake said she will also sue any media organization that continues to promulgate this lie. This is not the GOP. This is not your grandpa's Republican Party. For that matter, it's not your grandpa's Democratic Party. It's two new parties. It's actually, it's actually one new party that's going to destroy both the old ones. And that is the, gen, the, the, uh, the GNP. It's coming, ladies and gentlemen. And it's coming hard. So either get on or get out of the way. All right, folks, we're going to get into um, Uvalde for a minute. <sighs> Uvalde. Yesterday, you heard, my, uh, you heard my opinion on Uvalde. Yesterday, you, ho- you heard exactly where I stand with the breakdown of the law enforcement in Uvalde. Yesterday, you saw a video in which I showed to you that Uvalde officials said that no police officer even tried to check to see if the doors locked. Before they breached. Yesterday you heard me tell you that for 58 minutes. Police with full armor. With ballistic shields. Rifles and their own AR-15s. Stayed inside that school listening to people die. While they did absolutely nothing. Yesterday you saw how mad I got over this issue. Well today folks we've got some new information. And it needs to be talked about. First of all. Number one. Did you know. That the school district police chief, Arredondo, who lied about trying to open the classroom door, which we now know is false, and told heavily armed officers to stand down while the shooter was in the classroom with kids for over an hour, previously made political donations to Beto O'Rourke in 2017 and Joe Biden in 2020. And now Beto is running around Texas calling for guns to be seized. This tragedy gets more evil by the day, 
said DC Drano. That's right. He has earmarked donations for both resident Biden and Beto O'Rourke. That's the police chief that was calling the shots, folks. That is the police chief calling the shots. Now, you want to know something else that's kind of disgusting? Check this out. Evie Morales was one of the people that were killed that day. She called her husband and said she had been shot and she was dying. He was a cop. When he tried to save her, he was detained. His gun was taken away and he was escorted from the school while his wife died and bled to death in vain. Starting to get the picture now, folks. You're starting to see what's really going on here now. And if you don't see what's going on now, let me bring another story to your attention that you might not hear about today at all. Unbelievable. I hate to report this, but it's absolutely true, and I got to report it. Do you know that they're getting ready to demolish the Robb Elementary School? The Uvalde mayor has announced that the Robb Elementary School will be absolutely demolished. Why? Why is the school being demolished? Let's talk about the story and then let's get into why I think is why this is happening. The elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, where a teenage gunman 19, uh, killed 19 children and two teachers, will be demolished. And this was announced yesterday by the city mayor. Weird. The mayor's announcement came after several hours of after senior Texas officials said the law enforcement response to the shooting at Robb Elementary School was an abject failure in which commander, which a commander put the lives of officers over the lives of children. Uvalde Mayor Don McLaughlin did not give a timeline for when the school would be demolished, but said at a school at a council meeting, you can never ask children to go back to or teachers to go back into that school ever again. Now, let me tell you this, folks. Let's get into this. I'm not sure I have I have this I'm not sure why this sol- how this solves anything to be honest with you other than to remove an educational resource from the community destroy evidence and waste taxpayer money. Their focus should be on why the school was a soft target target and why police failed to act. They are going to destroy the school. Not because they are afraid that people aren't going to want to go back to it. Because they're trying to destroy any of the evidence. Just like they're doing with the 2020 election. That's why, they're, they're, that's why courts and attorney generals and governors are stalling for the 22 months to be up so they can destroy that evidence too. Folks, this is not a tinfoil hat-like statement that I'm about to make. I'm being completely truthful and honest with you here. I honestly believe this was a setup now. Not only was it a setup, it was orchestrated, folks, to push this gun control. So is Buffalo. And so I told you, there's never a coincidence. It just happens that when Democrats are in control, gun violence goes through the roof. And it's either because people are mad because Democrats got elected, which isn't the case, because most of these people, if you look back in their history, are Democrats, are radical leftists. Look at their social media posts and look who they donated to. Most of them are Democrats. So I cannot believe in my head that it is because they hate the way the country's going. I think it's more along the lines that these scumbag politicians will, will let children die to further their agenda. 
And I did not want to believe that until I read that the mayor said the school's going to be destroyed. Sickening, wrong on every level, and needs to be dealt with. I cannot believe that they're going to destroy the school. Unbelievable. Before we get to the last story of the day, let me have a uh, drink of coffee real quick and uh, let, me, let me recenter here, okay? Ben Berkwam. Ben Berkwam has been on the border fighting for this country's safety, fighting to protect this country in any which shit way he can. I show you Ben's videos all the time. Ben is out there being more courageous than any politician that I've ever met in my life. He's more courageous than most of our police officers. He's more courageous than most people in the military. This guy just knows no fear because he's got the armor of God on. Last night, Ben was chasing illegals with the Border Patrol, with local law enforcement, and ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, here's what happened with Ben Berkham last night. We're back down here in Douglas, Arizona to show you just how bad this Biden border invasion really is. This is what these guys have to go through every single night. Too. We got him down there. So this is the ladder crew right here, guys. They just move from side to side. They got the ropes. Look at them all, like cockroaches. All night, guys. In reality, wide open over here according now. to the Constitution, citizens should be able here to shoot come. these people. Here they go. These guys right here. There you go. Get him, Ben. Get him, Ben. Put that light on him. There you go. Found you. I got one over here. Got one. Get him, Ben. Right here, sir. Ben, put it Ben. Ben, Ben. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. I learned a lot about cockroaches that summer. I learned a lot about kids jumping on my lap. Are they all Mexican nationals? This is what the cartels are doing on our border every night. And it's like this every night down here and all across the border. Biden's open border invasion policies are emboldening the cartels. We've got buses transporting people as we speak. We've got these ladder crews that are over there working at will. Mexico's not doing anything to stop it. There is no government officials. There's no police officers over there. There's nobody trying to stop this. Where's Governor Ducey? Where's DPS? We are being invaded as we speak. These guys are overwhelmed. And instead of sending them back up, we're taking them off the line and sending them to process fake asylum seekers because of these anti-American NGOs 
that are destroying this country from within. And we're paying for it. American citizens are paying for it. You're paying for it. Your children and your grandchildren are going to be paying for it. Ben is heated up, and I don't blame him. Look, I worked until after 10 o'clock last night. Ben works every night like that. Folks, it takes a massive 24-hour, seven-day-a-week fight to save this country. If we don't do it, we're screwed. Big shout-out to Ben. I'm telling you, man, he's down there on the border chasing down illegals with his own two legs, chasing down illegals with his own flashlight to try to save America. And you tell me who deserves an award more than that. There isn't a person on this planet who deserves more recognition and more praise right now than Ben Burkham for what he's exposed. So ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and give him Absolute warrior. Absolute warrior. And if we had more Republicans that were willing to get their hands dirty and roll their sleeves up and actually get into the mix like that, like uh, Savannah Hernandez. Savannah Hernandez is down there. She's down there doing the same thing as Ben is. God bless her. She was on Bannon this morning for her efforts. Telling you, folks, we got to keep the pressure on. We got to keep fighting. We cannot give up now. If we give up now, it's completely over. We have a fighting chance. We will win. As long as we keep the pressure. Folks, before we get into the last story of the day, I would like to highlight our sponsor, Rise TV. It's time to rise, folks. It's time to rise up off your couches. It's time to rise up against tyranny. It's time to rise up against fake, phony Republican parties. It's time to rise up for the Constitution. It's time to rise. And it's also time for you to download Rise TV. It's $9.99 a month. It's not filled with woke garbage like Netflix. It's not filled with woke transgender cuties. It's not filled with bull crap like Voodoo and Hulu and, and all these other Disney Plus. It's filled with American patriotic stuff, truth about what's going on in this country. Go download Rise.TV today. Subscribe for it. You will not be sorry. And ladies and gentlemen, keep your money where it belongs with other conservatives. When you go to MyPillow, I don't care if you use my promo code. I would like you to, but I don't care if you do. I care that you're helping Mike Lindell. When you go to Brave American, I don't care if you use my promo code. Just go shop with them. Shop with all the businesses, the 400 businesses that are on the American Strong Companies tab on JeremyHarrell.com. It isn't about me. It's about all of us. So let's all boats rise together and go get... uh, Rise TV today. Look, we're going to get into our last. We're going to get into our last uh, story of the day, and this is what I really wanted you guys to wait around for. So, for those who did, thank you. And you already know how we do it, but I'm going to reiterate it for you. What do patriotic Americans have to do to resist the destruction of our constitutional public? Well, I'm going to republic. I'm going to tell you, folks, it's not going to be a top-down thing. I've been saying that since November 4th of 2020. I have not changed from this. I have not gone down the Q rabbit hole. I have not gone down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole. I've been straight up with you. How we take back this country is not going to be from the top down. It's from the bottom up. It's from the school boards. It's from the city councils. It's from the county commissioners. It's from the city, uh, uh, the, uh, the precinct committeemen. It's from the delegates. It's from the state representatives. It's from the state senate. It's from the secretary of state, governor, a lieutenant governor. That is how... 
We take back our country and stop it from going into full totalitarianism. Stop it from going into full communism. It's from the bottom up. If you have it in your mind or in your heart, or if you've been praying and God is weighing on your heart to get out there and do something, then, then, then get out there, folks. If you've got an ounce of energy, get out there. It's go time. It's not, there's no farting around anymore, okay? This is go time. It is serious. It is literally red light blinking serious. We can do it. We're not lost yet. Don't let us slip into being lost. If God, pray about it. And if God has weighed on your heart to do something, then figure out what it is to do. Help people's campaigns if that's what it is. But do more than share and like. They are great. But if you can, if you're able, if you're physically able, mentally able, financially able, get out there and make a difference, folks. United we stand. Divided we fall. We can do this. I'm right here with you. Look me in my eye. I'm not farting around. I'm not joking. I'll put everything on the line. I have put everything on the line. I've put everything on the line and you guys helped me and kept me propped up. How did we do that? We didn't do that with just Lisa Naquin. We didn't just do that with Bad Moon. We didn't just do it with, with uh, Carol Leak. We didn't just do it with Bev1958. We did it with all of us. I'm right here. I'm not going anywhere. I'll die on this hill. My wife, my children know that if I wake up dead one day, that's a joke, then I did it for the right reason and I died for a cause. That's where we're at, folks. My family's already got death threats and I'm not just talking about, hey, we're going to kill you when we see you. No, I'm talking like, hi, here's your address. Here's what, house, here's what lights are on in your house right now. We're going to smash your kids in the head with shovels when they walk out of the door. We're going to kill your family. Been there, done that. I wear the full armor of God. Do you? Do you? Folks, that's going to do it for live from America today. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways. Let's not end this show sad. Let's end this show happy that we have an opportunity to be able to do this every day. Okay? Let's end this show happy that we actually have each other, that we can count on each other. Okay? And remember, folks, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. Until then, keep your family safe, keep a smile on your face, and keep spreading that gospel. God bless each and every one of you. See you at 5 p.m. Peace! That will-